We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? It is August 12th, 2021. As always, I am joined by the one and only, the mustache, Luke Sylvia. Luke, what is going did you on? Just, did you just change your inflection on the what's going on? I did because I, we're about to announce something, and I, I thought about it for the first time ever on whether or not I should do the what's going on, Orlando right. Magic fans. I wasn't sure. Okay. Well, all right. And moving forward, it caught me off. So right. let's just get to it, I, then. I mean, if that's we're fine. not going to beat around the bush yeah, here, right? Yeah, we're not going to beat around the bush. No, go ahead. So um, anyways, guys, uh, you're hearing us on Thursday, which you guys might not be accustomed to unless something groundbreaking or news breaking has happened, which I mean, Jalen Suggs is happening in the summer league. I mean, that's a good enough reason for us to record, but we wanted to announce something to you guys. So as a lot of you know, we just recently partnered with uh, the Blue Wire Network, Blue Wire Podcast Network. We're super excited for that. Um, but uh, just to bring you guys some more content, we're starting a Thursday show that we are calling Shoot the Shot, like shoot the blank, but shoot the shot instead. Obviously, <laughs> it's a basketball podcast. And it's basketball. Because it's a, a family-friendly family podcast. Uh, but basically, we're going to be putting together a Thursday show where it's less Orlando Magic focused. Um, that way, we're not taking away from the Monday show. Uh, but it's going to be more high-level, you know, league-wide NBA news, rumors, anything crazy happens, we'll be talking about that. Um, apart from that, we're really just going to be having fun, and that's kind of the shoot the shot. We're just going to talk about random things, kind of whatever we want to talk to, whatever feels right in the moment. We're going to have fun and experiment with that, so we hope you guys will tune into that. We hope that you guys really like that. Um, some people aren't going to like the fact that we're kind of stepping away from the magic for that show, um, but you know, we wanted to give something like just like a different flavor, mm-hmm. and uh, we didn't want to take away from the Monday show. Right. So if you guys don't care for the Thursday show, you can still listen to the Monday show and get exactly what you've been getting. Uh, for the last two and a half years, but uh, we really hope that you guys will, will tune in, and uh, it should be fun, right, and, Luke? Yeah, and the other thing that's going to be fun about the Thursday show doing Shoot the Shot is that it's not going to just be Magic fans that are going to listen to this show. At least that's what our hope is, right? We hope that you guys are able to tell your friends who you debate NBA with them all the time, 
hey, Six Man Show has a show on Thursday, that magic show I'm always listening to. They're transitioning to, you know, doing also a Thursday show for kind of the wider range of NBA fans. So I think that'll be a really cool thing, a, a, di- a chance for us to dial in with a different audience too, and then also still keep our um, Orlando fans, obviously the Magic fans, you know, listening on Thursdays as well. We hope you guys stick around for that. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, it just kind of sh- is just a testament to uh, what you guys are, you know, willing us to do. Um, without you guys and without your support constantly, we wouldn't feel the confidence to have a Thursday show nor the energy to have a Thursday show. We both have kids. We're nice. both married. Um, it takes a lot, you know, for, for to, the thought of us doing twice a week is incredible to me and it's because of you guys. So, um, first and foremost, just thank you guys for, for the constant support and uh, allowing us to have opportunities like this. So, yeah, um, although the, the main focus might not be the Orlando magic, one thing that we promise not to lose is our Orlando magic bias. No. So we're starting to talk about other teams and we're talking, I'm talking about, about Kyle Lowry. It's oh, no, it's Forget over about it. Now that he's with the heat. I it's mean, a row session. I mean, every it, time. it really couldn't get any any worse uh, for Kyle Lowry. So, love what the Heat did in free agency. By the way, um, I hope they're really going to be really happy with the third, fourth seed for the you know foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's as far as they're going to get. So, yeah. uh, but anyways, guys, uh, this episode in particular, summer league's going on. We've had two summer league games now, Monday night and then tonight. Um, two games so far. There's been a lot of good things. There's been some bad. We're really going to break that down. Um, we'll start, Luke. Um, I think we'll just talk about the games all together, and then after we do that, then we'll get more so into like the individual guys and kind of how they've performed. So yeah. uh, starting Monday night against the Golden State Warriors, uh, the Magic won 91-89, to Luke. And really the difference in, in that game was the second unit. When you look at guys like Giannis Tima, who we will talk more oh, about we'll a little bit you, later Giannis on. Tima. Giannis Tima, uh, Ignis Brasdakis with 12 points, um, Jeff Doughton, 9 points, Hassani Gravett, 9 points as well off the bench. Obviously, Jalen Suggs was the big story in the game, You know, 24 points. We'll, we'll talk more about him later. Um, but it was just a really fun game. You saw the young guys play well. Um, some of the young guys didn't play so well. Uh, but the fact that they responded, you know, after being down, you know, double digits in that game, you look at Moses Moody, your boy, ended up with ni- uh, 15 points, four rebounds, two assists. Jonathan Kuminga, 16 points, uh, six rebounds, three steals on the night. Kyle Guy, the flamethrower off of the bench, 15 points. He had a good night. Um, Gary Payton Jr., or Gary Payton II, 11 points, eight rebounds. Um, just really, really fun game overall, Luke. Yeah, and here's something. So we obviously knew Jalen Suggs in that game played very well, had those 24 points that you mentioned. But something that you know I didn't realize till just now and looking at this bo- uh, the box score, uh, just kind of line by line here, Jalen Suggs with that 24 points, but obviously had nine rebounds, near double double. Really would have you know enjoyed that for him. Uh, but you know he he led the team in points, he led the team in rebounds. He led the team in blocks. He he led the team in a lot of categories, and those aren't just you know throwaway categories either. It's not the you know offensive rebounding category, which was led by Tima, you know the other night there, but the just the amount of leadership that that he showed on his first night. Um, the players started deferring to him down the stretch. You got to see a lot of really cool moments with Jalen Suggs. Wish he would have been able to uh, hit that layup uh, to send it or to to win the game. Um, but overtime was, you know, exciting pulling away and all that. So, 
Um, yeah, I mean that 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 game had everything. That up to the you know up to that point, I think that that was the G League game, uh, the best one thus far. And I think there was commentators who were not Magic fans that were saying the same thing. So uh, really cool to to see Jalen Suggs be able to kind of put the team on his back and will him to a win in his first you know game in a Magic uniform. Yeah, tie game, 83 all with a minute to go. Jalen Suggs pulls up from the top of the key. Every time this kid pulls up, it feels like it's going in, uh, but he missed it. Uh, Warriors go back to the other end. Kyle uh, Guy misses a a three-pointer. Then Cole Anthony with the turnover with 30 seconds left. Jalen Suggs back down the other end, two on one. He gets the crazy block. And then, like you said, just kind of winds the clock down, uh, misses the layup, but, uh, you know, ultimately the magic go into overtime and end up winning that game. Um, you know, again, you know, I think it was 20, uh, 91 to 89. So just squeak out the victory there. But what, um, what you was know, it's the, been so long. What was the, what's up? What was the most notable thing in that game for you? Like whether it was statistically or by player, like what was the point of that game you walked away with? Obviously Sox having 24 is pretty awesome, but was there something about his game that stuck out to you that normally wouldn't be that way? Was there anything in general? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I think it, again, I think we talked about it last episode where um, last week, Phil uh, from Locked On Magic had the the guy from Locked On Zags on his podcast and was talking about how, um, you know, Jalen Suggs last year shot the ball better off the dribble um, than he did spot up threes, which is kind of usually the reverse. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of been my concern a little bit with Jalen Suggs, you know, pre-draft process and, you know, after drafting him was like, okay, how good of a shooter is this guy going to be? Because for me, I feel like that's really what's going to unlock him. You know, sure, the the handle could be a little bit tighter at times. He's going to grow with that. He's going to learn to be a better decision maker. But I think I feel like he's proven pretty early on if he wants to get to the rim, he's going to get to the rim, and you know he's a pretty good finisher. For him, it's all going to come down to shooting off the dribble, in my opinion. Like he he could become like a like a Damian Lillard offensively if he's ever able to shoot close to 40% from three, like he's, he's got all the moves, you know, the, the mid range pull up, uh, the, you know, the floater able to get to the rim, all of that good stuff. If he's able to knock down threes off of the dribble, it's, it's just going to be huge. Like that's when we're talking about this guy without a doubt, becoming an all-star. And the thing that jumped out to me so far about Jalen is just the fact that every time he pulls up, I feel like it's going in yeah. and I have not felt that way specifically about a guard with the Orlando Magic in a very, <laughs> very, very long time. Like even Markel Fultz. Markel gets into the like the painted area, the mid-range. He pulls up. I feel like it's going in, right? right? But every level, Jalen pulls up. It just feels like it's going in every time. And I think that's what people mean when you talk about the it factor because it's just this, you know, it's not really a tangible thing, but it's just something about this kid and the way that he carries himself, the way that he leads his team, the way that he plays. If he pulls up, I just feel like it's going in. What about you? I think the the thing that surprised me the most and was the biggest reason, you know, probably one of my biggest concerns with him uh, was definitely his perimeter shooting. I mean, he's a guy that shot, what, 33, 34% from three in college. So for him to come out last night or two nights ago, sorry, and shoot three for six from three, I mean, you're shooting. If you're shooting six attempts a game and shooting fifty percent, uh, you're you're good in my book. But obviously, that's not going to happen. You're good in any book. You're good in any book. Yeah, you're uh, good. You're good in the the Guinness book. Yeah, at that point. At that point, yes. So yeah, so I uh, I think that was the biggest thing for me. The the biggest talking point about Jalen 
Obviously, he's got the it factor, it seems. He you know walks with that confidence. He plays with that confidence, talks to his teammates with that confidence. There was a shot tonight. Obviously, we'll talk about the you know the game tonight here in a second, but there was a shot tonight, I think, at the beginning where, you know, they're huddled up. The starting unit is huddled up together uh, near half court. And, it, you know, RJ Hampton says something real quick, and then Jalen starts to talk there real quick, too. So it was just kind of um, encouraging to see that, that Jalen's already feeling like I was the number five pick. I'm the guy that this team is going to want to build around. I'm going to make sure that happens, and, you know, I'm going to talk to my guys. So uh, I, I think that there's a lot of good qualities about Jalen Suggs, and I, I have a feeling I'm going to end up apologizing to Jalen Suggs by the time this is over. Um, he he puts a smile on your face, man. He He's he's a great player. Just makes you giddy. Not he, Josh giddy. No, no. But just giddy. Yeah, definitely not Josh giddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. So, yeah, no, honestly, great game. Uh, as exciting of a summer league game as I can remember. You know, like I, I said in the, the post game that I, I put out um, after the Warriors game, you know, I haven't been that excited about a summer league game since Mario Hazonia hit the game winner in 2015 in his summer league debut. And I said we should all take this with a grain of salt because we know how Mario Hazonia's career has now turned out to be. Jalen Suggs is a different animal than Mario Hazonia. But the thing about summer league is you don't want to get too high. You don't want to get too low. You just want to try to enjoy the ride and, and evaluate these guys the best that you can, but we definitely shouldn't panic. So um, so tonight, um, roughly just about an hour ago, uh, this game wrapped up. Uh, the Orlando Magic lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers 94-84. to And at points in this game, you know, same story as the first, you know, the second unit 
um, played a little bit better than the starters did um, at times. Uh, but there's just a long stretch, you know, in the, the third, fourth quarter where Cleveland just could not miss. I mean, this guy, uh, you know, Matt Ryan, it was really cool that the, the quarterback <laughs> of the Falcons decided to play some summer league. But this kid, uh, you know, four of eight, four of seven from three, 12 points, I think. I feel like every one of those threes came in the second half, if I'm not mistaken. But um, those guys just couldn't miss. And as I was, I was telling you and, and Kevin, it just felt like if Jalen Suggs wasn't guarding the ball, you know, the 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 Cavs were just getting to the to the rim at will. And again, the Magic end up ten point loss tonight. Yeah, um, there was. I I made a point to to take notes. I do this every once in a while. Is kind of just take notes throughout a point in the game, um, especially when I'm heavily invested. I was heavily invested in the first quarter. Obviously, you know, guys are coming out. How are they going to look? RJ hits that three early. I said, oh boy, it's going to be a fun game. Uh, Cole has that behind the back through contact. He finishes at the rim uh, there early on. There was there was a cool moment with Cole, which you know, obviously. We wish he'd be shooting the ball better right now, but I know he's kind of tooling his game a little bit, getting ready for the regular season. Cole has already proved it in a regular season, the NBA of who he can be. So I'm really not that concerned about him. But the one thing that he kind of took a step forward in my book tonight, we know he's very vocal, but there was a point tonight where Franz, who obviously, you know, had been struggling up to this point. He didn't have a great first game. Franz goes to the free throw line, misses the first free throw. He, you know, high fives, you know, low fives a couple of the players, whatever, um, in the lane. And then Cole comes up behind him and just, like, is talking very aggressively into his ear, probably just talking him up, right? Like, you know, who knows what he was telling him, but it definitely looked to be, like, a leadership-type moment. So that was one of those things that made me feel good about it. Uh, and it made me feel even better that Franz made the free throw next. Um, but now, it also, I noted, Suggs, zero nerves. I wrote that after he had... Uh, he took a th- three off of a screen. He uh, I can't remember if the if they if his defender didn't get through the screen in time or if he went below it, but Jalen just stepped into a three and nailed it first first three of the night. Um, but four four minutes forty five seconds left in the first. Jonathan, I just wrote TIMA in all caps, three exclamation points. And then the next note I made was with two fifty one left. Sign TIMA in all caps with three exclamation points again. So TIMA. He didn't may not have had as good of a game as he did the other night, but that start that he had was insane. It just feels like he's a player who actually can get hot and stay hot. And it's insane that he's 29 years old and we've had his right since 2013. But man, the uh, 2015 he was drafted in 2013. We traded for oh, the rights in 2015, 2015 with the red. Yeah, okay. Right. So, but right. uh, but yeah. So, Tima, man, he's I I don't know why you just don't give him give him that he's spot. Something, man. That's fine. I've got to say, I wasn't, you know, we've heard the name, you know, over time, over the last, you know, six years or whatever. I remember there was talk about him coming over potentially when we made the trade for him, but shortly thereafter, it was pretty clear that he wasn't going to do that. Uh, Josh Robbins um, put out a piece last night um, about Giannis Tima and just talking about, you know, kind of the deal in, in 2015 and that the Magic really weren't interested in bringing him over. Um, they were just looking to get an asset rather than just wave Luke Ridnour. You know, they end up trading him, uh, you know, to Memphis. Memphis, I believe, needed his contract to make another deal happen. Luke Ridnour got traded oh, like a million times. 15 times in 30 minutes yeah, that, was crazy. Uh, that year. Exactly. So, um, but no, seeing him finally come over. And first of all, dude is crazy jacked, yeah. crazy tatted, the bleach blonde hair, the highlighter green shoes. The guy drives a freaking Lamborghini. <laughs> 
Like, what is there not to like about Giannis Tima? Hit huge threes the other night. He's a 2K um, character, you know, by the way. He is what I would make my literally. 2K characters look like when I was, like, 14. Yeah, yeah. I give my 2K characters way more hair than I have, too. <laughs> so, like, I'm I'm totally used to that. Uh, but, yeah, no. I mean, hit some deep threes, too. Like, shot clock yeah. winding down, just pulling up. You're like, there's no way that's going in. Right. And it goes in. It's team of baby. And he moves the ball well. He hustles. Not a great defender. Mm-hmm. I mean, 29 years old. The guy looks 35. I'll I'll be the first person to Maybe say that. Maybe 40. You might he's, be generous on that, honestly. He he's not fluid at all. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not. You know, he's just not a great defender. He's not going to be that. But if you're looking for a guy who just knows how to play the game the right way, it's going to knock down shots. I think you could do a lot worse as a 15th man. People were talking about Brasdakis, who's been playing well in the summer league in his own right. He's been signed to a two-way contract, so the Magic still have one main roster spot open, and they have one two-way. My opinion, Luke, we'll, we'll, I'll save the team a talk for a little bit later yeah. what we think is going to happen with him. But he's been a lot of fun to watch. But uh, but yeah, tonight, it was just that third and fourth quarter that really killed the Magic. Felt like a regular season Magic game. You pointed that out, you know, kind of where they start going down in the, the second half Can't and the wheels kind of fall off. And that's how it felt. The Magic just could not get a bucket. Um, you know, in large part, you know, RJ Cole not shooting the ball particularly well right now. I'm sure they'll bounce back. Uh, Kevin promised that he would interrupt the show tonight if we did not mention DJ Hogue tonight. 15 points in 19 minutes, 5 of 8 from the floor, 3 of 4 from 3, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, and a block. Really filled it up in the fourth quarter. Um, he's mainly the reason the game was even that close. You know, with like two, three minutes to go, yeah. the Magic had a chance to cut it to single digits and largely due to, to DJ Hogue. But, um, you know, the Magic just couldn't get it done tonight. Um, you know, maybe they were holding guys back a little bit because they do play again tomorrow. We play the Celtics at 7 o'clock. So we'll see what happens there. Um, before we start talking about these guys individually, I'm, I'm a little worried about um, Jalen because the guy just plays with like reckless abandon diving all over the place tonight looked like he was a little bit banged up. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Cole, RJ, you know, maybe Jalen, maybe Franz. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see them too much more. What about you? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by that either. Um, just because, you know, I mean, we saw it tonight. There was a sequence tonight where it looked like um, Suggs had, you know, gotten banged up a little bit. Uh, like you said, it was a very physical game for him tonight. He gets banged up a little bit. And then RJ... Uh, on the offensive end, gets an offensive rebound, or no, steals the inbound, I think, or something like that, goes up to put a layup, put up a layup, and he misses it, but he comes down kind of holding his hammy, and I was like, oh, please don't. Let, let, let get Everybody, get out. Get out of the game. I don't I don't want to deal with this because I was already recovering from Suggs, you know, looking like he was favoring something as well. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they start to limit minutes here, uh, you know, as we get, you know, move on. Uh, Jamal Mosley, I know that he wants to play these guys right now because he's the one coaching them. Um, as you know, as as Wellman, you know, alluded to tonight, Mosley's probably not going to coach the entirety of the summer league, which tells me maybe when the next guy steps up to coach the summer league team, maybe they dial down the minutes a little bit, uh, you know, so that there are injuries that are avoided as best they can be. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to start breaking some of these guys down one by one. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston. Do we have a pew problem? 
If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code 6. That's code S-I-X-T-H at manscaped.com. Ready for an out-of-world experience, fellas? Look no further than the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped that has just taken off in not only the USA, but Canada, the UK, across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and Singapore. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system. The Lawnmower 4.0 also has a 4000K LED spotlight you can turn on and off when needed for a more precise shave throughout your travels across the universe. Get 20% off and free shipping with code 6 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code 6, S-I-X-T-H, at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Okay, Luke, let's talk Jalen Suggs. I feel like we said we were going to wait until later in the podcast to talk about Jalen, and we've just been talking about Jalen like sprinkled throughout the episode yeah. so far, and we really can't help it. But let's break down what this guy is doing as far as putting up numbers. So, so far through two games, Luke, he's averaging 20 points per game, eight and a half rebounds. He's leading the team in rebounding, yeah. three assists, also leading the team, 1.5 steals, I think probably leading the team. 1.5 blocks, probably leading the team. <laughs> shooting 43% from the floor, shooting 41% from the three-point line, Luke. Yeah, I mean, the biggest... Jalen sucks. Biggest number there, man. He is shooting... What he, sh- he shot six threes each game, I think. So he's shooting six threes a game right now at a 41% clip. Uh, and by the way, he's doing that with... Tonight, Cleveland focused him pretty heavy, um, doubling him when they could drawing you know putting the best event like they were they were doing everything they could for Suggs um which is going to be totally different than when the games actually start I I know Suggs is going to be the guy that you know when you feel like you can get a bucket but there will be so much better offensive players around him at all times that it's going to be hard to be pinpointing Suggs and trying to get him off the ball uh make him uncomfortable those things will not be as easy as they are right now in summer league because it's like you know oh if I you know, if Suggs doesn't score, then it's, you know, DJ Hogue or something like that. But, like, when it comes time for the season, I think it'll be a lot harder to, uh, you know, really focus on Suggs. So, yeah, I, I think that that, that three-point percentage is incredible. Um, I hope, you know, his catch and shoot is, you know, improves because there will be more times where he is going to be catching and shooting. feels like a lot right now. He's just playing off the pick and roll. Uh, been impressed for the most part. Uh, there was one time where, you know, he dribbles uh, around the pick. He gets around the pick. He goes try starts trying to drive, and the ball gets poked loose. I think his handles just sometimes aren't tight enough. Him and RJ Hampton kind of in the same boat there. Um, hopefully, over time, that they kind of tighten those up a little bit. And then that play, he ends up getting redeemed by Timo, who hits that you know expiring shot clock, expiring three pointer in that in that sequence. So, um, yeah, is there what what for you? What are you what are you most impressed by? And then what like. Okay, what are you th- thinking? Like, hopefully he can, you know, get this a little bit better before, you know, by the end of the season. Well, I mean, I was going to go to another team, a sequence where Tima misses a corner three mm. and Jalen just comes <laughs> flying out from the wing for the put back dunk. 
Yeah. Like, you know, Cole Anthony any questions that there were about, yeah, Cole Anthony, exactly. Any questions that there were about, you know, his athleticism or explosiveness, like, I thought maybe this isn't a guy that's necessarily going to play above the rim, but he's shown pretty quickly that he has the ability to play above the rim. Um, I think apart from just like some of the shot making ability, and like I said, it just feels like every time he pulls up, it's going to go in. Apart from that, the thing that has impressed me the most is the just defensive ability. He he's just everywhere. He's in guys' faces. He's causing deflection. He, he's poking the ball loose when he's on the ball. Jalen Suggs so far through two games is what I thought Alfred Payton was going to be after his first few games. You know, at, in in a Magic uniform. You know, in the regular season. I remember. You know, there was just the, the sequence where uh, the Magic scored and the other team was trying to inbound the ball, and Alfred was just. I mean, he's on the inbounder, and then he's on the ball handler. He's knocking the ball loose. He's diving on the floor. He's doing everything. Just remember thinking that kid was a pit bull, and then it just seemed like over time, Alfred decided to care less and less about things on the defensive end. I think Jalen, again, is I comparing him to Alfred Payton and Mario Hazonia. I'm not doing Jalen Suggs any there. justice here. Exactly. It's not a very high bar. Um, Jalen Suggs is a different animal you know, when you compare to those guys, just as a talent, as a competitor, um, his ability, you know, all of those things. So just been really excited about Jalen. Um, and like you said, the leadership, you know, the, the, the sense that he's like, okay, this, you know, he's being cautious at times, you know, he doesn't, you know, want to step on any toes, I'm sure, but it very much feels like this is his team already. Now, is the dynamic going to be different when it comes to, you know, the, the regular season roster, the main roster, when you've got guys like Jonathan Isaac and, Markel Fultz and veterans like Terrence Ross. Yeah, it'll probably be different, but this is what you want to see from your rookie in summer league. Like you want him to be the guy mm-hmm. taking most of the shots, making plays and everything well, like that. So well, it, he's been doing just that. Yeah, and, and but the biggest part of his role, I think right now that has been, you know, good to see, like I touched on earlier, is how vocal he has been. It seemingly he is, you know, already talking to guys, um, encouraging guys, you know, correcting them. Um, you know, doing things that, that you want to see any NBA player on your team doing. But I think that that's something that the, the team needs, right? I mean, I know, you, like you said, you know, it'll be a little different when he gets out on the court with the actual NBA guys. But the second most vocal, I mean, the other vo- most vocal guy on the team is already on the court with him and Cole Anthony. And he still feels like that he's got that confidence and he they have a good enough rapport that, that he feels like he can do those things. I think vocally will be where he impacts the team most this year um you know just his maturity as well i mean he's really mature for his age um it seems and really poised and that definitely translates to his game as well but yeah i think that his his vocality um will will transfer to the nba this year regardless because like i said the only other guy that's really vocal on the team already is sharing the court with him yeah, um, you know, and you you could just tell this kid. First of all, he's a competitor. He was very upset, you know, tonight that they lost. Mm-hmm. So, very promising signs from Jalen Suggs. If this is any kind of indication of what we're gonna get from Jalen, like I feel pretty confident in saying, you know, he's our guy. You don't want to overreact to summer league, no matter how good, how bad. But very good signs out of Jalen Suggs. So let's talk about the other rookie, Franz Wagner. Um, who hasn't played as well, but showed some promising signs tonight. Uh, 7.5 points per game, 4.5 rebounds, one steal, 1.5 assists, shooting 41% from the floor. However, he's one of nine from three so far. Uh, was one of three tonight, 0 of six the other night against the Warriors. Um, what's, what do you think of, of Franz Wagner so far, Luke? 
uh, a little bit underwhelming, I think, for me. But I, I, I mean, like we expressed on on draft night, I have my concerns still about Franz, about the player he can be. Um, I, I don't feel like he as uh, he, he to me he hasn't seemed as impactful as I thought he would defensively. I know the IQs there. It's just the speed of which the game goes. I think that he's just trying to try to feel that out. There was some points tonight, especially near the beginning, obviously last game as well, but tonight, uh, especially early on, where it felt like he didn't know when he got the ball what he was going to do. He just started moving. And then he he was, uh, I think he was, uh, I think he was short corner, um, you know, close to the TV side or like closest near us, right? He's short corner, dribbles a couple times, and then just gets stopped in his tracks and then has to give the ball up. And I, I think that it really is like he doesn't know what's next in his head. And that just comes with speed of the game and also IQ offensively. Uh, defensively, I think it'll come you know to fruition for sure. But offensively, man, there are some red flags about him. Uh, his three-point percentage, he didn't shoot great in college either. He was 34, 35%, not much better than Jalen. But whereas Jalen has shown us, you know, hey, don't worry about my three-point shot. It's there. It's It can be there. It can get to that level where, you know, everybody is, um, you know, is okay with it. Franz Wagner really has shown me some red flags as far as shooting the three and kind of knowing what to do on offense. He just kind of looks lost sometimes. Um, but I am glad that he bounced back tonight and had some good, you know, he had a good backdoor cut um, and had did some really good things off ball tonight, uh, especially near the end of the game, kind of, uh, I think, third and fourth quarter that were, you know, a little bit more encouraging. Yeah, I mean, the reverse layup, like, I, I freaked out because I didn't expect that from him at all. You know, gets the ball on the left wing, yeah. takes his guy off the dribble, reverse layup, just really, really nice move. Um, I'm not so concerned about the shooting. I mean, we talk about him being an 83% free throw shooter in college. If you look at his misses right now, they're all online. Just every single one of them is short, yeah. which reminds me of Vucevic's um, you know, kind of development as a shooter. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like until the last couple of years, Anytime he stepped out and took a three, it was always short. Even now, Vooch misses a three, it's almost always short. It's usually online. It's just he just doesn't have enough leg behind it. And I think Franz will get better on that end. Um, you know, defensively, he hasn't been as great as I would have expected. Feels like, you know, he's in the right spots a lot of times, but he's just getting beat by quicker guys off the dribble. I was talking to Kevin about this uh, you know, before you hopped on, and I kind of feel like He's not quick, quite quick enough to guard like the smaller threes, but he's not quite strong enough to start guarding fours yet either. He's kind of in between, you know, the three and the four right now, and I think it's going to take a little bit of time for the game to slow down for him. And I think we'll see him pick up that side of the ball. Um, but I mean, I just feel like it's a confidence thing. You know, when you talk about you know Cole coming in and, and kind of in his ear after a missed free throw uh you after he knocks down a shot you see his energy rise so I feel like it's mostly a confidence thing with Franz you know we talk about not getting too high or too low during summer league especially on these guys we're talking about two summer league games it's not time to draw any kind of big conclusion even though we want to do that with Jalen right we want to say that he's going to be the greatest player of all time you know after two games we'd love to say that but we just kind of have to pump the brakes a little bit people are are getting you know a little too excited about Suggs, maybe. We might be guilty of that. But people are definitely, I think, overreacting about, you know, Franz Wagner. You know, it's just yeah. just a couple of games. And we talk about Franz, like, he's most likely going to be, like, what, our third forward behind Chuma and, and J.I.? Like, you could do much worse having, you know, a guy like that coming off the bench, you know, your rookie year. Let's be patient. Give him time. 
I'm not panicking with Franz uh, so far. Yeah, I, I think with, with him, the concern with him is that, you know, it would be different if everybody was locked into the idea of Franz at eight. We've already gone into the dynamic before of that entire draft night where, you know, you're preparing for a guard um, and you get Franz Wagner, who is definitely not a guard. So, you know, you're already kind of irritated with the pick and then obviously any wrong move he makes, you're going to react about it because you just want to. Uh, and I think that's where a lot of people are at, and including myself. I mean, I see Franz do something. I'm like, oh, man, I hope I'm not right. Like, I hope I'm not right about like, him. Like, Moses Moody wouldn't do Moses that. Moses Moody wouldn't have done that. But, uh, but you know, regardless. Uh, yeah, like you said, it is summer league. Um, you can have opinions about these guys. You know, you put it out there tonight. Just because you have an opinion of if something you see in the game doesn't mean it's a hot take or doesn't mean, you know, you're you know being overly critical. It just means that, you know, that is something, an observation that you've made during the game. And, and Franz, unfortunately, uh, especially that first game and then early part in, you know, tonight's game, there there were some things that I, you know, was able to really pinpoint easier than I am with Jalen. Oh, he needs to work on those things. All right. So let's go through the the second year guys, uh, if we will. We'll kind of touch on these, you know, a little bit more briefly just because we've seen them in regular season games. We kind of know what they're capable of. But let's talk RJ Hampton and Cole Anthony. So first up, RJ, so far, two summer league games, nine points per game, four and a half rebounds. All the guards on this team are really rebounding pretty well, it seems like. Uh, two and a half assists, shooting 40% from the floor, shooting 50% from the three-point line so far, Luke. I believe he's four of eight through the first two games what do you think of rj um yeah i think with rj man um he the there's there's one concern that i have with rj um aside from his handles we've been talking about that since we acquired him um and i've seen him play but the other thing is the turnovers um especially that first game there was some times where he tried to make plays and it's like it just wasn't there and again, this falls into the category of like these are guys in their second going into their second year trying to really um, hone their skills where they feel like they're weakest. And I think with him, it's it's you know I know that he had you know you know near triple doubles and and getting up there with his assist numbers last year for sure. But he you know what what was it? his first game? He had uh, five turnovers and three assists. Um, tonight he had a play that he tried to make where it was a flashy pass, essentially a no look kind of over the head, I believe. Uh, and it just sailed out of bounds. It's just certain things like that, where he's learning his game. He's growing, he's very young and you know, it it just falls in that category. He's trying to, trying to sharpen his skills a little bit. Uh, but I think that that would be kind of the, the one thing that I am not, I have not been really pumped about. I think he shot uh, 50% in game one from three, if I'm not mistaken, at 50% tonight as well. Um, I think he was three for six, right? So, so yeah, with, with him, his his shooting is, is getting there. Uh, it was just kind of his vision. If we're going to expect him sometimes maybe to step into that point guard role at times when, when needed in that rotation, I think he really needs to probably work on his passing a little bit more and I hope he continues to do that in summer league I'm okay with you know some turnovers high turnover games if it means that he's learning from those mistakes and I think he is yeah the thing with me in RJ is just the shooting stroke looks really really good I know he worked on that a lot this summer you know it's just two games but 50% from three yeah really not going to argue with that uh decision making yeah you do want to see an improvement there um but when you think about, you know, these guys, especially, you know, the ones that this is going to be their second year, didn't have summer league last year, had a truncated preseason, had a crazy regular season, 
And now RJ and Cole have basically gone like four months, almost maybe three, four months without playing organized basketball. It's going to take a little time for them to, you know, kind of, you know, get the rust knocked off. So now we're going to talk about Cole. Cole definitely has not shot the ball well whatsoever. Um, I'll just throw that out there right now. He's three of 19 from the floor through two games, 15% from the floor, 14% from the three point line. He's just not shooting the ball well. Um, five points per game, four and a half rebounds, two and a half assists, one steal. Same thing with Cole. It, it's been a long time since he's played organized basketball. We've seen Cole fill it up in a number of games last year. We know what he's capable of. Do we think that he probably needs to improve as a shooter these games aside? Probably. Uh, but I know he's put a ton of work into that this season. So tonight I just tweeted out, you know, Cole is struggling in these first couple of summer league games. And you would have thought that I said the kid was trash. <laughs> like the way that people are not people aren't even tweeting at me. People are subtweeting me, by the oh, way. Oh, that's good. And it's like, yeah, that's always good. But I mean, it's I was just making an observation. He's struggling. Doesn't it's not an indictment on Cole Anthony. Doesn't mean that he's not a good basketball player, whatever the case may be. He just hasn't shot the ball well. He'll be the first person to tell you that, as a matter of fact, these first couple of games. I know he's not happy about that. But it's summer league. It's been two games. You know, this is these guys have had five practices together. They're all still learning. The offense very much right now seems like it's a my turn offense. Like, oh, I haven't shot the ball in a while. I'm going to go ahead and get a shot up. You know, Kevin, I think it was, made the joke last night, or maybe it was uh, you, Luke, that so far we haven't been seeing a lot of, uh, you know, pace, space in the past of the offense playing with that, um, which is 100% true. We really haven't seen much of that in summer league. I would like to see some more of that implemented in the offense. Um, You know, I'd like to at least see maybe one game uh, where, you know, Mosley kind of tries to, run a more organized offense, I guess you would say. It'd be nice to see that before Jalen and, and Cole and RJ and maybe Franz aren't playing as much. But I'm not panicking with these guys. You know, rough couple of, of games shooting for Cole, high turnover game for RJ. I still think these guys are going to be just fine. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to hit the panic button, especially with guys like Cole who've already told, like, showed you what they, who they can be. Um, we already know Cole's reputation. He's a chucker. He's going to have cold streaks and cold spells throughout the season. So we might get, you know, back to back games where he shoots three for 19. I'm hoping we don't, but it is very possible. But there's also, you know, times where maybe back to back nights, he shoots, you know, 14 for 19. So who really knows with Cole? Um, I know that, you know, I can't emphasize it enough that these second year guys are just trying to get better where they're, where they need to improve and where they have been working on it this summer. Um, I, I would love to see these guys, you know, same thing with RJ is my same thing with Cole, right? I, I want to see these guys facilitate better. There's no reason why, who, who was it? You said Suggs, how, how, how many assists is he averaging right now? Two through two games, three, three, and we think that he's either tied or leading the team in assists. So I think that it, it's no excuse. I mean, these guys are playing, you know, twenty seven, twenty eight minutes, and Cole played eighteen tonight. But the first game, you know that that was the case. It just it just felt like, like you said, it's a lot of you know my turn basketball is what summer league is. Um, you know, some of these G League guys are trying to prove to their G League team um, that they're able and more than able to be able to play in this league you got you guys like you know Tem, uh, Tima who it feels like he's shooting every time he touches the ball which I haven't had an issue with given that he's shot pretty well um, so yeah I, I think that it's really hard to make accurate assumptions based on summer league which 
stinks, but that is part of it. And we're really going to have to wait till preseason and, you know, opening night of regular season to really start making our true assumptions on these guys. And, uh, you know, more so give them credit where they are being good at right now um, because it's really easy to kind of harp on all of the negative things that, that these guys seem to be doing right now. So the last guy that I want to touch on before we wrap up here is a guy that a lot of Magic fans are just, he's become like a cult hero mm-hmm. um, amongst Magic fans the last couple of games. You know, again, Giannis Tima, we all, you know, heard that he was coming over to play Summer League and it was like, the oh, only man, Giannis, finally. by the way. What's that? That's the only Giannis I know. Oh, boy. Anyways, we're yeah. going to ignore that. <laughs> but Giannis Tima, I mean, the fir- just the first thing that you see out of this guy is like, mm-hmm. he just sticks out like a sore thumb, especially the first game. The bleach blonde hair, really tan, jacked, tattoos, the bright green shoes. You look at his Instagram, guy drives a freaking Lamborghini. <laughs> right. Like, this is the kind of guy that you want to have a beer with after the game in Las Vegas. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, Luke, thoughts so far on, on Giannis Tima? Dude can shoot like no other for a guy. I mean, also, do you th- when you look at him, I looked it up. He's listed at 6'7". Does this look like a dude when does he look like six seven to you? Because I look at him like this dude's gotta be six ten. He's just massive. He he's he plays really big. I will say he's that. Also I mean, slow. You, first so. of all, like I keep saying he's joked. Like joked. He's yoked. Like he I, Jack and Jack yoked. And okay, yoked. I gotcha. I bet I, he's joked. Mm-hmm. Okay. The dude is, is freaking like you just look at him, you're like, My goodness. Like my wife saw his Instagram and was like looking a little bit too long, and I was like, All right, <laughs> we're getting away from this guy. Okay. But like he does play really like big, yeah. like you know, like you said, um, you know, listed at six, you know, six, six, seven at least on six, Google. Six, I don't know what he's listed in the freaking summer league book, but yeah. But I mean, you know, he's rebounded the 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 ball pretty well. Like tonight, four rebounds. Uh, the other night had six rebounds. Shot the ball a lot better the first game. You know, four or seven from the floor, three of five from three. Uh, tonight. Three of nine from the floor, two of eight from three. You know, it felt like a lot of guys in that second half were, you know, just really forcing things. And and you're right. Every time he touches the ball, you know, it feels like he's just going to pull up. You know, this is his chance to make an NBA roster. That's why he came over. You know, he, he wants to make the roster. I don't think he's all that interested in being a two-way player. He could go back home to, to Latvia, probably make more money mm-hmm. than he would be in a two-way player. But, I mean, if that's his dream to play in the NBA – and he sees playing, you know, being a two-way or playing in the G League, whatever happens, as being a ne- necessary step to doing that. Then maybe he's willing to do that. But I don't know. I just twenty-nine years old. You know, that's when you start to get kind of into like the twilight of your career, especially a guy that does not look twenty-nine years old. Dude, he. I'm sorry like, to interrupt, but you mentioned your wife looking at the Instagram, and I went to his Instagram. The man's got oh like boy. fifteen abs. I think. I think I just counted. Yeah. He's, I didn't. He's joked, I didn't bro. know. I mean, maybe I just you know my eye vision sucks, but I thought that he definitely didn't have abs. But here we are. No, this dude. man lives the life. It that dude could power bomb you, no sweat. <laughs> just lift you over his head and just <laughs> yeah, there'd be no more no, Luke. Not at all. Be That's insane, dude. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen his Instagram, yeah. you've been, you know, confused like I have. Just don't show it to your no, wife. No, please don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. My wife will never know yeah, who Giannis no. Tima is, even if he makes the team. Um, so, Perfect. yeah. I, <laughs> that, no, that's crazy. But, uh, no, I really am happy for, for him to get the moment kind of, you know, on these nationally televised games, especially. Like you said, he's 29 years old. At this point, I think that those, you know, these experiences probably mean a lot to him. 
getting to come over and regardless obviously it means a lot and it was worth the risk of being 29 and playing in summer league when I mean, you got guys like michael beasley who's 32 um jimmer for who's 32 these dudes all are in summer league right now so i can't really fault him um but but yeah i mean kudos to him in a in a summer league where it's not so much you know older guys anymore like it used to be it's a ton of young guys um it's it was it's been a lot of fun to see Giannis team and regardless of if he makes that 15th spot on the team which i hope he does um i i wish the best to to team up because he's i mean he seems like that dude he he seems like a lot of fun and like i said he he can shoot the ball well prior you know b- before summer league started and before all the hype around you know Giannis started uh and you know ignis brezdakis was you know signed to the two-way contract there was a lot of speculation that the Magic were keeping that roster, that 15th roster spot open for quite a bit in the case that they could use that $17 million traded player exception to absorb somebody into our cap space, you know, get another pick from mm-hmm. somebody or pick up some type of asset, keep that open. You know, if you sign Giannis Tima to a one-year deal, it makes the, the main roster, you know, then you don't really, then somebody's got to get waived for you to do that same thing where you're absorbing somebody, you know, using that traded player exception. So I don't really know what's going to happen with that. I'd be a little bit surprised if he is willing to, you know, be a two-way guy. I would be happy. I would rather that than nothing, but I do hope he makes the roster. I like him so much that I'm conflicted. It's like, huh, do we really <laughs> need that traded player exception or do we do we need Giannis Tima? Just because he's probably not going to be in the – I would guarantee he would not be in the rotation, at least not planned right. from day one. But I think he would be a, like 29 years old. He's he's been on a lot of you know international teams. He would bring like somewhat of a mature veteran presence to the locker room. Show these young guys how to be professionals. He's been a professional for a long time. I do think that he would legitimately bring value to the team. I'm not. I don't just want him on the team to like meme. Like you know, I, I tweeted out that you know the Magic didn't sign Taco Fall so we can make up for it by signing Giannis Tima. Like I really believe like Taco Fall is a good story, but People just want him here because he went to UCF and because he's basically a meme. Yeah, I remember being at the you know the the last Celtics game last season uh, when Evan Fournier you know made his return to the Amway and there was a, a couple in front of me you know Magic Magic <laughs> fans I'm doing the air quotes because they had no idea what the heck they were talking about but when people started chanting Taco Taco like people were like oh these people want tacos like what's going on I'm like no. The dude's name is See Taco the guy down Fall. there that's nine like, that's feet tall? Name. That's who they're calling for. Yeah. Oh, exactly. speaking of chants yeah. in the arena, do you know the we want team? Uh, you know how many chants we would get, you know, whether we're getting blown out oh, of or course. we're up by I've already our 30? How and yeah, you might be leading that, that chant. I really don't know, but yeah. but uh man, that yeah, so he could teach them a lot of things. Like you said, he could also teach them how to be a fan favorite because I'm telling you, he already yeah. is. He's gonna go back to yeah. Latvia and he's still gonna have fans. People are, might be tuning into yeah. his games now. Who knows? But he did gain a whole other pocket of fans just by doing the summer league thing. Um, great for him. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if the Magic fan, you know, they want to sell a few extra tickets, why not sign Giannis Tima? I promise you, people will come out just to see Giannis Tima and everything like that. So one last thing, I'm feeling a little vindicated now. It's just two summer league games in, but Alperen Shingun, baby, mm-hmm. that dude is balling. And anybody out there that laughed at me when I said, you know, I would be happy if the Magic took him at eight, I'm looking pretty good. I'm, I'm still happy with Franz Wagner. I'm not not saying that. But Shen Goon is, is everything that I thought he could be so far through two summer league games. Now, 
I might look back on this in a few months, a few years, and be like, man, you really overreacted this, to two summer yeah. league games and started, you know, saying it with your mm-hmm. chest. But yeah, man, our friend Shengun, uh, pleasantly surprised what, so far. Eight, league, 18, so. 18 points, 11 and a half rebounds so far. And yeah, four blocks per game. Yeah, dude, he's got, he's, I'm telling you, he's super, super talented. The jump shot is going to come around. He, you know, put the, the vision on display a little bit, um, you know, in their game last night, trying to feed it through the legs to Jalen Green. Jalen wasn't ready, but, um, mm-hmm. and Jalen Green, that's another, another guy that I'm like, man, yeah. you just, I saw that coming from a mile away. The kid's just, he's going to be an absolute stud, yeah. but we got a stud of our own in, in Jalen Green that we're very happy with. Sucks. And, uh, yeah, Jalen. I, I said Jalen Green. Set of our Did own I say that? Jalen Green. Oh, oh you're boy. still daydreaming. Oh, it's boy. okay. It's all right. It's oh, all going to be okay. I'm sorry. Jalen Suggs, I did not mean that. That was a Freudian <laughs> slip. Slip of the of the tongue, not the mind. Um, But, yeah. So, Luke, tomorrow night against the Celtics. Who Celtics rookie. is Who's their rookie? Is it? I feel like it's like well, Duarte. That, is it is Duarte? It Duarte? Because they, I know they have, uh, they have, have Nick no Smith idea. or whatever his name is that has been balling out from He's last year. He's been balling out. Um, Absolutely. <sighs> I don't even know who the Celtics. It's too late. Hold on. Uh, I know they just signed Dennis Schroeder. They did do that. I, I know, know Schroeder turned down a lot of money to do this because he didn't want to be in L.A. I mean, I don't really think that was the idea, um, but that's kind of that's, uh, where that's we are where at this point. where it fell. Um, yeah, they had one selection. It's definitely not Duarte. No, it's uh, Juhan Bajaran. He was the 45th pick. I thought of Oregon, Oregon Green. Just made me and, think Celtics, right. and I said Duarte. Chris Duarte, and I always sound like Duarte an idiot. has been playing well but. as well. He's been doing pretty well there. Not in Boston, obviously. All right, guys. General. Well, uh, Luke, I think that's pretty much going to do it uh, for this week. So, um, again, next Thursday will be more league-wide NBA stuff. We'll talk rumors, um, you know, speculation, trades, free agent signings. We'll talk more league-wide summer league, and then. Who knows what else we'll talk about. We love food. We love video games. We love other sports, college football, NFL. I know there will be some gambling talk as well um, as we get into both of those seasons. So hopefully you guys will, you know, check that show out. Hope you guys enjoy that. Um, But other than that, uh, for Luke, this has been Jonathan. You guys are listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Six Man Show, and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.